graphic content and disturbing use your discretion. It's me and Amber laughing over Becca reading a monologue. <laughs> Please no children under the age of 16 should listen. Not admitted without a parent. Amber? I'm Hannah. And I'm Beck. This is that's, that's not, not good. Let's do it together. That intro wasn't good. <laughs> uh, it's because we didn't was... pray before. It's because we didn't say grace. <laughs> I think that's the perfect intro. There, that, that's <laughs> not good. <laughs> that's not good. <laughs> we didn't pray before. <laughs> Everybody put their fingers together and make a star. This week is Amber's week. I am Amber. Oh. Yes, welcome so. to our podcast of That's Not Good. A podcast good. where we talk about things that are not good. They're they not great. Not. They're not I'm gonna say they're not good. They're not good. They're Probably they're, bad. They're most from, likely from the tips that I've heard from the little driplets of information that I've gotten from Amber. This episode is not good. It's very, very bad. In fact, <laughs> it it's it's one of the worst things I've ever had to research in my life. Yes, so I went down. The, I I did a deep dig, deep dig. Don't let that. Let's freaking hear it. Fine. You anything else newsworthy we need to talk about? Yeah, but this is episode number one. So, um, well, I mean, like in the true true crime world, is there anything going on that they did catch that uh, prisoner who escaped with the prison guard from, I believe it was Alabama? Well, um, they were in a high speed chase. Love those. Man got out. Man's got out. Prisoner said, "I'm coming out of the car." But wait, where is this? I have no idea what we're talking about. Somewhere in Alabama, I'm ashamed of myself. So, don't be somewhere. Somewhere in Alabama, there's a prison where a prisoner escaped via a prison female prison guard, and they were together, oh. like hiding in the bushes. This is like uh, Orange Is the New Black, right? But. But in, in, but in really and less hot people. <laughs> yeah. So they flip they flip the car. The police flip the car. The guy How comes did they out. Flip the car. I don't know. The police. The they're police. So <laughs> comes out. Dude, dude is like six seven. Never could have imagined it. And they're like, well, the woman's not getting out of the car. That's because she took her pistol and shot herself in the head. <gasps> Oh, she said, I'm not about uh, to go down with this. She said, I'm not about full. to do this. That's not good, dude. We're not, <laughs> she, not said, good. she said, I'm not doing this. Not so for happen. those of you listening, we cover things like this. Things that are not good in the true crime world, in the mysterious shit world. And other in realms. The, yes, the dark history, all things that you can imagine that 
that ain't the best. <laughs> that, that ain't it. <laughs> and we are spread across the country. I myself, yeah, Hannah. Oh, yeah. I live in Atlanta. Hannah from Atlanta. Hannah, Atlanta. Atlanta, Hannah. Now, what about you, oh. Becker Wrecker? <laughs> I live in the true crime saturated state of California in Los Angeles, where I get a citizen app notification every five minutes of some disaster that's happening. That's disgusting. That's cool. I'll always Perfect. have something to talk about, y- y'all. <laughs> now let's really transfer over to Amber. Yeah, I'm here in the great heartland of Iowa. <laughs> Hell yeah. Not, not much to say about Iowa, except it's, there's corn. There's a lot corn, of corn. Corn and a little bit of crime. Lots of ghosts, I think. Oh, for sure. I would imagine. Um, yeah. Other Lots than of square that, acreage. Yeah, the... Lots of football. I, I don't know. I don't. I really don't know what Iowans do. We she doesn't just, leave the house. She stays no, at home I, I, and does I, her I, research. I, I stay in my little cube. So episode Making one. Podcasts. Making podcasts. What about episode one? Episode one. What's up with old dead eyes? The Diane Downs case. No. Y'all Boy, know not old Diane. You know Diane. I've I heard of Diane. Diane's not good. No. Did she, she die? She is quite possibly and... one of the most despicable people in the world. I've I'd never say, heard of her. Never I'd heard say, of her? I've heard of her. Becca's never heard of her. I've you heard, heard of her. I'm not good with names. I'm good with horrible crime scenes. So if I'm if you tell me what's going on, I'll be like, oh yeah, I might know oh, what's going on. Burn a picture into her brain. Oh yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> Like a a brand. Also, I remember trauma, not names. (laughs) (laughs) So fucking same. (laughs) Speaking of trauma, we went from 60 degree weather here to 93 and like a whole bunch of humidity. So I had to shave my legs for the first time all winter. It's traumatic. Um, Becca, I have not shaved my legs since I got back from Vegas from your wedding. I left the razor in the penthouse shower. I left my I, razor there too. And I don't have an I don't have another handle for all of the razors that I have, so I'm just letting it go crazy until it comes USPS. There's gonna be a crime scene in the woods of your leg that, hair. Listen, my bathtub looked like a crime scene. It looked like Gross. somebody skinned a fucking Chewbacca. Oh my God. <laughs> Full ass pelt in there. That is disgusting. The the word pelt kind of just made me sick a little. (laughs) It doesn't sit right. That drain is for sure clogged. Please tell me about Mrs. Uh, Diane Downs. Mrs. Diane Downs. So we're going to jump right into deep water here without a life jacket because she's the worst of the worst, I bet. Is this going to be two parts? This is going to be two parts because. I like books, and I read Simply. too much. Simply oh, we're put, in part one of a part two. We're in what part one of a part two? Oh, shit. A part one of a part two. No, a part one of two parts. Amber's a, <laughs> Amber's uh, a huge deep diver. She loves I'm, I'm a big research nerd. Wait, just, did we just, we did we say that you're a research nerd who lives in a library? In like, <laughs> I don't live in a library. <laughs> <laughs> She is her town's librarian. I yeah. am a librarian, but... That's why you're so smart. 
kids who should not be listening, if you want to be smart, spend a lot of time in the library. Come to the library. Did you know that they make digital library cards that you can download to your Kindle and get books for free via an internet library? Do you yes. hear that, Kindle? We're, we're already waiting for you to sponsor us. It is called yeah. Libby. Thank it you. Called Anyways, Libby. continue. So, anyway, back to Diane. Sorry. <laughs> so we're, we're jumping in here um, just to prove that we're not going to shy away from any topic, uh, no matter how gruesome or twisted. Love that. Uh, this one right here, it's, I'm just going to say it. It's a cooch punch. It's a who? Cooch punch? It's a cooch punch. Right, right in that cooter. It's a it's a cooter punch. It's one of those things that make your cooter just go <laughs> like, oh shit. Uh, uh, so we're, we're I'm gonna throw a trigger warning on this one. So trigger warning. This case does involve young children. So if that's not your your kind of story, skip on out I of get, here. I get it. Skip go on out part of here. Two. We got. We got <laughs> yeah, go to part two. <laughs> We'll have lots of other stuff to entertain you with that doesn't involve children. Um, I, I get it. It's not a comfy topic. Um, this case really stuck in my gullet, though. Uh, so we we said I'm a, I'm, I'm a book nerd. Um, I want to ask what is a gullet. <laughs> it's it's what you consider like a pelican, where he would hide all of his all of his uh, pelican treats in ashes and like all of his ash. It's like it's a where rooster you store gobbler. your trauma. Got it. Yeah, it's where you store your trauma. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, so we said I'm a book nerd, right? I'm yeah. So one of the first true crimes books I read was Anne Rule's Small Small Sacrifices, and I remember reading it, but it had been so long ago that I had to repurchase the book and read it again for to research this case because. That's just who I am. Mm-hmm. I'll, put, I'll put it in the show notes if you want to read it. It's gra- graphically detailed. You ready? Hell yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> okay, so we're going back in time here. Jumping up DeLorean. Get her up to 88 miles an hour. Buckle up, buttercup. So I'm taking you back to the year uh, 1983. I was three years old, by the way. Show my age right away. I was non-existent. It's vintage. May May 19th, around 10.30 p.m. in a quiet hospital. Two nurses, a lone receptionist, and an ER doctor are working the evening shift. When a car pulls in, laying on the horn. The two nurses run out to to assess the situation. When asking the driver what's going on here, the slender blonde woman replies, Somebody shot my kids. That woman is now infamous Diane Downs. Dirty Diane. Dirty Diane. Dirty, dirty, (laughs) dirty, dirty dog. Someone shot my kids. That's how she said it. Exactly. That's literally how somebody shot my kids. I don't know what happened, but there's bullets in my children. are shot earlier in the dark dirt road. Nearly abandoned old Mohawk Road near Springfield, Oregon, Diane Downs is driving her three small children around after seeing a friend. According to Downs, during the initial police questioning, the children had fallen asleep and decided she decided to do, do some sightseeing on the deserted county road en route home. It was then that Diane 
says, rounding a bend in the road, she is flagged down by a bushy-haired guy. The river runs nearby. One side of the road stands thick, obscure woods, and the other is overgrown and unkempt field. She stops her new 1983 red Nissan Pulsar and asks what he wants. What do you want? What do you want? She was in the Would you do that? Hell no. (laughs) Number one to be described as a bushy-haired? Bushy-haired, yeah. Bushy? It's a a bushy-haired guy. No. She's she's a single mom. She's got three sleeping children in the back. Maybe she was looking for her new sugar daddy bag. Bushy-haired guy on the side of the road. Okay, to me, okay, why don't you have a car? His credit score must not be good. That's what I would think. There's no way I'm stopping. Was there credit in the 1980s? (laughs) (laughs) Just kidding. (laughs) Well... You, you Dang, we just lost or like eighty percent of our listeners. They were like, "Well, I'm well, <laughs> trigger warning, can't relate." <laughs> Listen, I'm ten years older than you guys, so let's let's keep the banter about oldism to ourselves. <laughs> we should have given her a trigger warning. I <laughs> <laughs> So cell phones are not a thing, right? Because it's 1983. Right. So yeah, right. she just she just pulls over. What do you want? It's it reeks. It smells rotten. It's rotten. It's not very. He good. smells rotten, or her car smells rotten, or the, the situation. Whole, the is whole rotten. situation is just rotten. Don't it's you think? Not it's not good. It's dirty. It's not good. Dirty so, Diane. Okay, sorry. According to Downs, the man says he wants her car. She replies, "You've got to be kidding me." What? <laughs> <laughs> Hey, it is then that she is shoved to the side and the stranger leans into the car shooting Christy, age 8, Cheryl, age 7, and Danny, age 3. Damn, but I feel like there's like why'd a... She, why'd she pull over? Fuck you, Diane. Fuck you and your stupidity. Dude. You, know t- you know the story. We're just here like, what? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Fuck, Fuck you, Diane. <laughs> Fuck you, Diane. I want to know, okay, so... Someone just shoots your three kids in the backseat. Diane, what'd you do? Let's, I want to hear it. Because if oh, that happened coming. to me. Diane uh, said, I'm going to put it in drive. Diane said. <laughs> Diane, <laughs> l- listen, Diane says is the next actual words. <laughs> <laughs> Diane says she frames throwing the keys to divert gunman's attention, pushes him out of the way. During the struggle, she is shot in the left forearm. She then says she jumps in the car and speeds the children to the hospital, leaving the gunman behind. Wait. Mm-hmm. Well, how did she, she do that when she chucked her keys? She Yeah, she, she undoes she, her keys. She fakes and, throwing her keys, is what she says. Uh, she's, she's oh, fakes scary. Throw, yeah. <laughs> to, get, to get his attention, she fakes throwing her keys, and then she jumps in her car. She's so smart. at the McKenzie William, William at Hospital... Uh, uh, you can just about imagine a frantic scene unfolds as the staff attend to the children who arrive in the blood marinated car. Icky. Two the adjectives scene. I would never associate with a car. You know, uh, have you ever seen Pulp Fiction? Yeah. That's what I imagine the backseat of the car looks like. No. Uh, <sighs> the scene okay. was an emergency physician's nightmare, in the words of John Mackey, the doctor in charge that night. At the hospital, Diane tells the receptionist, we went out to Marcola 
to see a friend. We were headed back on old Mohawk Road. My kids were laughing and talking. I was laughing at something Diane, uh, Danny said and talking to Christy. She repeats the story of the shaggy-haired stranger and then adds, it's a terrible thing to be laughing one minute and then have something like this happen to you. The receptionist also describes Diane's eyes dominated her face, somehow devoid of depth. So she had crazy Diane. The old dead eyes. She had crazy dead eyes. Dead. Dead. But did you catch that? What she told the receptionist as opposed to what she told the the police interviewer? Yeah. That they were laughy laughy. Yep. But and then they were not laughy laughy. Yeah. Yeah. It's crazy how it's, life happens like that. Just she's an idiot. Thank <laughs> 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 you, Diane. Much much will be made of Diane's lack of basic human emotion throughout this case. Even on this night, she is very composed and dry-eyed. So which is it, Diane? You know, are the children awake and laughing or are they asleep? So unfortunately, Cheryl was determined to be deceased on arrival. Christy and Danny were fragilely clinging to life. Danny was paralyzed from the waist down, and at this point, Christy suffered a debilitating stroke. Christy, at one point, is so near death that she has no detectable pulse, no blood pressure. All signs of her body were incompatible with life, but the doctors refused to give up on her. Diane, on the other hand, just has this little non-life-threatening injury that's conveniently wrapped in a makeshift beach towel blanket bandage. The children's injuries have not been attended to at all. So she she wraps her own injury. Oh yeah, but she doesn't do, first. Yeah, doesn't do anything with the kids. Anne will later claim that she attempted to turn Christy over in a futile attempt to stop her from choking on her own blood. There's a lot of blood talk in this. Just so you know, like just I forgot to, to turn you on your side, sweetie. Sorry. Yeah, sorry about that. I mean, Jesus. While I was wrapping myself up, I, I, I wrapped up my 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 little. Bullet my boo boo, my, my, my contusion I have here. <laughs> that little scratch on my arm. Diane speaks of it um, in interview after interview. The topic of blood dominates. So, like, if you haven't heard of this case, guys, go to YouTube and watch the Diane Downs interviews. It's all she talks about: blood, 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 blood. blood. It's a Quentin Tarantino movie in, in Diane's <laughs> eyes. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Quentin Tarantino directed Di- Dirty Diane's <laughs> life. I should have named the episode fucking Dirty Diane. I like it. Dirty, <laughs> devoid, dead-eyed Diane, written Dirty and directed Diane. by Quentin Tarantino. <laughs> but she talks of it like she's like reading a recipe. Like, yeah, first add, there's blood. <laughs> like, add Before the or after chip. she mimes her keys at people. Yeah, right. <laughs> or like before or after she tends to her children's bullet wounds. It, it's so fucking just nonchalant. It's just like, nah. She was like, we need you to be chalant, Diane. Can you be a little chalant? Yeah, like show something. <laughs> so it was determined that Cheryl was shot twice, once in the lungs and once in the heart. <sighs> she was in the passenger seat. Christy was determined to have been shot twice in the chest and once in the hand, and Danny once in the back at point-blank range. 
both were in the back seat when they came to the hospital, Christy and Danny, <clears throat> as well as the one shot through Diane's forearm. Danny was shot on contact, like meaning the butt of the yeah. gun was touching oh his back. Like, was either very close to his back or touching his back. So there's, there's, there's black gunpowder residue around his wound. Diane's wound was also a near contact wound. In fact, all the wounds will later be determined to have been fired from less than 6 to 12 inches, if not on contact. The furthest away is 12 inches. So that's you're talking a foot. That's like a ruler. And that's Think probably, about that. That's probably the first one she shot because she was coming in so hot. Would you rather be shot close up or far away? Uh, Does I don't it matter? Know. I mean, I feel like it's mm, going to live or die. <laughs> I mean, that's the million-dollar question. It depends on where they're shooting me. I mean, well, first of all, doesn't, like, the longer something travels, the faster it gets? So if you get shot from far away, does the bullet not, like... Listen, can we not talk physics? Right. (laughs) My brain does not go there. I think it depends also on, like, what kind of bullet you're using. Like, if you're using, like, a shotgun pellet, the pellets spread the further away they get. They spray. Yeah. They I mean, with a handgun, I don't, I mean, the bullet kind of falls. It's like a, you get it and then it's like, I think I'd probably rather be shot further away because maybe I could like outrun it. (laughs) (laughs) Like a flash or something. Everything turns into the Matrix for Hannah. (laughs) Excuse me. (laughs) Excuse me. Hold on a second. My gullet. Watch my gullet. (laughs) So, the police, fearing that they had a shaggy-haired, gun-wielding psychopath, promptly released an all-points bulletin. This is what it read. Attempt to locate armed subject, white male, adult, possibly armed with a twenty-two semi-automatic weapon, described as a white male adult, 150 to 170 pounds, dark brown shaggy hair, stubble beard, wearing a dirty t-shirt, Levi jacket, blue jeans. Possible vehicle involved 60 or 70, yellow Chevy Chevelle, beat up, no license, no. Subject wanted in connection with a shooting in the Mercola area. So Diane gives this description. That's her description of the guy. Anybody, anybody worried about anything? I mean, it's a pretty spot on description. I mean, yeah. yeah. I, don't I probably think couldn't would... describe somebody that good if an event like this took place that fast. I would be too busy exactly. throwing my Unless. fake imaginary keys. I wouldn't be like... It doesn't, it doesn't make any... None of it makes any sense. Unless you were absolutely bananas. It's funny. I'm like researching this case over Mother's Day weekend and Diane's like the worst mother and I can, I can imagine. I'm oh, just sitting here like reading this book about Happy this Mother's horror. Day. Happy glad. Mother's Day. <laughs> Your mom isn't Diane. She's, she's the literal epitome of the worst mother in the world. <laughs> Amber Let's write a Mother's Day card for Diane. <laughs> Fuck yourself, Diane. Oh, really? <laughs> Please. Oh, that just reminds me of another detail in this case, and I'm not. I'm just gonna throw it in here. So, like evidence or whatever, they find a Jack Daniels bottle, bottle with human epithelial cells on the rim of it. Meaning she was shoving that fucking Jack Daniels bottle up her vajayjay. Hey, girl, get it how you get it, you know? (laughs) 
Fucking <laughs> dirty. Diana was like, I prefer a Belvedere bottle. It's much longer. <laughs> I want that Kirkland cost, like that Kirkland vodka bottle. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I know we don't want to, but let's talk about Diane's uh, upbringing Coochie. a little bit, shall oh. we? So, Diane Eliz- or Elizabeth Diane Downs was born August 7th, 1955 in Phoenix, Arizona. To parents Wesley Linden and Willie Dean Fredrickson. Diane describes her childhood as strained. But I mean, can we believe anything she says at this point? Not at this point. It was strained. <laughs> what is that? It mean? was strained. Same girl. <laughs> Join like, the club. Just be devoid of all emotion. It was strained. It was strained. It was strained. <laughs> Ew. <laughs> She's the oldest of five. No, this is all all Diane's story. Did so, you call Diane for this research? Yeah, like no, but Anne Rule did. <laughs> who wrote Small Sacrifices? She mm. Diane talked to Anne Rule quite a bit. So this is pretty firsthand information. So read that book. All right. If only yep. I had a Kindle sponsorship. If only I had the urge to read a book. If only I had an Audible. <laughs> Uh, sponsored. Nate said this podcast is going to be awesome because all of y'all have anxiety and y'all just stay inside and watch documentaries. <laughs> y'all know everything. And I was exactly. like, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm funny as fuck. So um, they're an upper upper mid, mid-class family and they move around a lot. Um, she says she's not accepted by her peers. Strict parenting handed down by her father. She's not allowed to do much of anything except study. And if she didn't have homework, then Wes would make her children, his children read the dictionary. Diane excelled academically. There's no doubt she's very intelligent. That is the truth. Borderline genius. That's Well, no wonder she could come up with a story so fast. Just makes it all the more gross. Like, why, why are the smart people always the fucking weirdos? Evil scientists. They're in their lab. <laughs> she continued to struggle socially, made to wear long skirts and an undershirt when she should have been wearing a bra. At one point, Diane recalls being forced to cut her long locks and get like an Annie perm because mm. you know, in the in I mean, she's growing up in the seventies. Everybody wore their hair long, like even like flat ironed their hair. Like, yeah, it was like very... laid it out on the ironing board. That's what I was gonna say. Like it. with a literal iron that right. they warmed over the stove. Everyone right. looked like Cher, and she looked like the bushy-haired guy <laughs> around on the street. It was Cher. We we solved the case. She was just a really <laughs> smart Cher. <laughs> when Diane is around twelve, her mother begins working as a night clerk at the post office. Um, her dad is already steadily climbing the ranks and eventually is the postmaster. The night work kept her mother away most of the evening. It was during this time that Diane alleges her father sexually abused her. Because, of course, he did. You know, I'm not, uh, I don't know. I can't <sighs> believe anything she says. So it's like, uh, maybe he did, maybe he didn't. Apparently escalating one night when they're taking a drive and... After being forced to take off her top, Diane attempts to jump out of the car, and there's a patrolman following them. The trooper apparently pulls him over for his this erratic behavior or whatever, asks Diane if there's anything wrong. She says no while she's buttoning her top. 
And so the trooper pulls him, Wes, outside the car, has a talk with him, and they get in and they go on their merry way. And according to Diane, the abuse stopped as abruptly as it started after that talk. She a damn lie. Do we have any <laughs> info that is not according to Diane? Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, when we get to the investigation, but... Uh, damn. For all of her early recollections, we have to rely on the most unreliable source out there. <laughs> <laughs> Did everyone in her social circle die or something? She murdered them, too? I don't know. No friends. No friends, no. according to her. She's she's socially awkward and quiet and too smart for him, I guess. I'm so, too smart for you. Yeah. Wes never commented on the allegations. Um, this will be brought up in court later. And that's all we're going to say about that. Diane meets Steve Downs when she is 15. He is everything my parents don't like. If their life was wrong, then, then what they hated should be better. So I chose Steve, she says. Steve does recall Diane telling him about the earlier abuse while they were in the early stages of dating. So there is a consistency to her story. When she graduates from Moon Valley a semester early, she enrolls in a Baptist Bible college. (laughs) She would have prayed before we started the podcast. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just saying. She's kicked out after two semesters for promiscuity. Um, promiscuity. That was two with words. Her Jack Daniels <laughs> bottle. She's a salute. It was her and Jack. So she's 18 oh. now. Diane is back in her parents' house. This is something that happens over the course. Like she they, they are trying to ship Diane wherever somebody will take her. Like she's at her parents' house. She's with Steve. She's here. She's there. And anybody will take Diane in. So she starts dating Steve again. She doesn't come home one night. Her father shows up at Steve's with a shotgun and tells him to either marry Diane or bring her home. He replies by saying that he would gladly marry Diane. Ew, Steve. Gladly. Who's gladly marrying Diane? Okay, to be fair. Was I, she I, I pretty? Yeah, she like, was, what was she was Absolutely she beautiful. Dadgummit. So she was smart yeah. and pretty. Yeah, she's very pretty. But, she's like a Regina but knowing George. knowing the things that I know, I'm like, I can't look at her. I'm like, your fucking eyes. Look at your eyes. <laughs> Can I look at a picture of her? Yeah, I'm look at a picture it. of her. I'm going to Google it. While I'm reading this next part. So they, made her, they, they married a week later in November of 1973. A week. A Dang. Week. Their relationship is very odd. It's, it's like a back and forth. Like, I love you. I hate you. Uh. Like, neither of them seem to be faithful. It is a weird dynamic. They seem to know about the infidelity, too. Like, hey, you do your thing, I'll do mine. But, uh... So they were open. I don't know. But Diane became convinced that Steve did not love her. So she decided that she better get pregnant. Oh. Ah, yeah. And Diane is... This is the part that's just so gross about it to me. The woman is so fucking fertile. Like, she just... I mean, there's people out there that want babies, and then this psychopath gets to have babies. Yeah, that really chaps my ass. Yeah, (laughs) exactly. It really chaps my ass. So Christy was born nine months later, in 1974. And here's where we take a dramatic left. Diane does not quite take to motherhood like she anticipated. Oh, what do you know? Yeah, she loved being pregnant. 
just not so much actually caring for kids. Just six months later, Diane enlisted in the Air Force, leaving her infant with Steve, who could be said not to be the most responsible person. Like, he's into drugs and partying all hours of the night, random women. She literally literally flew out of there. She says six months, that's that's enough time to be a mom. I'm going to go to the Air Force. Dang. (laughs) Diane. Oh, the funny part was that she only lasted three weeks in the Air Force. Was it because of insubordination issues? No, Diane says that she calls Steve excessively because um, she hears that Steve is leaving Christy alone, that she wouldn't eat, and he dropped her on her head. Now, Steve says... Steve. (laughs) Steve. Steve says that she was calling, yes, but it was just to beg her to get him out, to get her out. Ultimately, she was discharged for blisters. It doesn't oh. say where the blisters are. I'm pretty sure it was gonorrhea. No, <laughs> she definitely got dicked down by a sergeant. Damn, definitely. she really is dirty, Diane. Uh, she, so yeah, she, three weeks in there, and she's discharged for blisters. I, I, three it, weeks. Three weeks. She's in the Air Force. Okay. Whatever. They were like, we don't need this. No. <laughs> They're like, get out of here. You you have you have a pimple. <laughs> like a Molly like, blister. I don't I don't know. Blister. I don't know where the blisters were, if they were on her hands, if they were on her lips, either set. Down below <laughs> on her tittles. I, I don't know. Uh, um, I don't know. Don't people about get that. like seriously injured in the military and they still have to be in the military? <laughs> Yeah, I don't yeah. know. Maybe they're just getting like discharged for blisters. Maybe they were just like, like guys, if you want to get out, don't wear socks and you'll be out before yeah. you Yeah, know. <laughs> just don't wear any socks. <laughs> Three weeks time. Snappity snappity. <laughs> get a blister. <laughs> That's not even enough time for an infection to set in. No, I don't I don't get it. Whatever. Honestly, a blister doesn't even last three weeks. It'll be gone in like a couple days. They should have just let her ride it out. I don't, maybe they I don't just know. had enough of her shit. Just, they were like, like, "What are we? What are we getting her out of here for? Blisters, yeah. perfect." Check. <laughs> Out. <laughs> so feeling lonely, Diane again decides to get pregnant because that solves everything, you know. Girl, bada bang, bada boom, she conceives immediately. Dang. So Cheryl is born in 1976. So there's just like about a year and a half difference in between Christy and Cheryl. So when she got out of the Air Force, did she go back to Steve? Yes. Okay. So she, both Christy and Cheryl belong to Steve Downs. Got it. Um, Families together again. Yes, they're back together. Cheryl proves to be a more challenging baby for the young parents with she has colic. And I will say colic is very difficult. And I can about imagine like for somebody that doesn't actually care for children <laughs> that like she'd probably had enough of Cheryl uncontrollably I mean, crying. Yeah. I mean, is that what that is? Is that what that I'm, does? Yes. They cry constantly. And like, I don't know. They don't my, feel good? my daughter was colicky and it it's was just upset like, stomach. Co- yeah. Constantly just like, you know, bounce, 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 run around the house, bounce, bounce, bounce. So yeah, Cheryl, uh, poor Cheryl, poor Cheryl. Cheryl, she had a shit mom. Yeah. A shit mom with blisters. Yeah. 
I mean, she she loved being pregnant with them babies, but not so much the babies. So the Steve and Diane decide that um, they won't have any more children because of this situation, and Steve go get goes and gets a vasectomy. Diane gets pregnant again. Wait, it ain't Steve. <laughs> Steve is just completely Jerry. Jerry, <laughs> Jerry. <laughs> and you are not the father. <laughs> So Steve is outraged, thinking this cannot be his child. But it turns out Steve is very still, still very fertile. He didn't go Damn. back for his sperm count check after the vasectomy, and it didn't take. So Steve's still fertile. Mm. Strapped, strapped for money, Diane aborts this third baby. Later, Damn. she names this baby Carrie, certain it was a girl. We'll circle back to that third pregnancy in okay. part two. Yeah. So I'm sorry to leave you waiting on that one, but so now we're up to 1977. So two years from the abortion, Diane and Steve's marriage was quite literally just like a holding spot for both of them. You know, it's like not a marriage at this point. Diane no longer cares about the infidelity. And what do you think she cares about? What do you think she wants? Blood. <laughs> Blood. <laughs> Jack. Daniel. She does care about getting pregnant again. Diane. You literally just had an abortion. Yeah. After the the whole pregnancy mishap or whatever and the abortion, he gets the vasectomy like redone and so it's like foolproof. He no longer has any shooters. Tied a little tighter. Yeah. He he no longer has any shooters. Shimmers. (laughs) I don't know what else. Spermers. (laughs) Swimmers. There you go. <laughs> Doesn't have any swimmers. So Steve can't do this job for her anymore. And she begs him and begs him and begs him for like a year to get the vasectomy reversed. And he refuses. So she has her first affair. Diane describes <laughs> trying to find a quote unquote suitable donor. Like, really? That, that's <laughs> what you're... What? <laughs> I don't know what Damn. her obsession with being pregnant is about. Thank God he, Tinder didn't exist in this time. Right. Oh, she'd have been he, mowing. Yeah. <laughs> she did then. Yeah, hey. imagine like, if she had that anything. She's just like walk, walking into the bar and saying, hey, look at my pussy lips. <laughs> like, <laughs> Let me lift up my Whatever garb they wore back then, and show you my blisters. It like it was so long ago. It was jeans. <laughs> <laughs> we still have Levi's jeans. Seventies were a crazy time. <laughs> so um, she landed on this nineteen-year-old man um, who was handsome. Mm. She's That's, currently that was her early twenties. I looked at. I gotta look at that. I looked at a picture of her, and if you've ever watched Teen Mom. And you know who Janelle is. <laughs> she looks a lot really? like Janelle. She does. Yeah, like if Janelle was blonde. Yeah. Exactly. She really does look like Janelle. Yeah. So. Yeah. <laughs> but look at her eyes. Yeah. yeah they, she, she looks like there's like nothing going on there. Oh, yeah. It's like so, when she smiles, her eyes, like her like actual it reach muscles her don't even move. Yeah. Yeah. Like it doesn't reach her eyes. Like she was born in 55. 55 minus So this 19. is 77. So what's that, 22? Yeah, so she's in her and early 20s. she's 19? Yep, she picks okay. this 19-year-old okay. rando. You'll um, do. He was, he's cute, so that that's the one, I guess. That'll you know, do she, it. 
She seduces <laughs> him, and uh, I think you could probably guess what happened. Pregnant. 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 Oh, fertile Myrtle over there. <laughs> so there's a very volatile situation that unfolds according to both Steve and Diane when Steve catches Diane in the act with this guy. Steve recounts how he hit him, he hit her, and a couple of his roommates. Steve will later claim that he was never unfaithful, but Diane was hoeing it up all around town. So mm. I don't know. At this point, I, I tend to believe Steve. Yeah, I wouldn't care if Steve mowed through the pussy yeah, daily. Like it doesn't matter. <laughs> oh um, so in 1979, Danny was born. Obviously, Steve knows this is not his kid because he can't. He's shooting blanks. But he sticks around and claims Danny as his own. Aww. It's a you nice thing to do. Him. Anybody who's takes Yeah, on so maybe he was faithful. Maybe Diana was just a, yeah, she a was. liar. Whatever you're going to say. She was. She was all of it. There seems to be a trend with Diane, and I don't think she would deviate. (laughs) Yeah. She's got a very, very straight line here. Mm -hmm. So, obviously, pregnant Diane is a happy Diane. Um, That's so creepy. I wonder why. Like, did she get special attention from her non-friends that she had? I think she feels like she's like growing her own source of love or something because like i don't think she feels love but then she didn't like them after but she, yeah she doesn't like if she goes back and out. forth on this she she will talk a good talk like hey i'm a good mom and i love my children and my children are my only source of love and we'll circle back to that because she tells a lot of shit anyway. who enjoys being pregnant i feel like it's got to be the most intense some women are like this is the best thing ever i mean i i enjoyed being pregnant but i also loved my children and i would never shoot them no i would literally glad that's on record Uh, i would literally (laughs) take a bullet for them you know that's typical Mm. mother's stuff yeah that's yeah that's good mom shit right there glad we aired that out yeah thanks Jeez. <laughs> so you know we're, we talk about her that you know she's not like a good mother or anything um she readily admits that she pinched pulled the hair of spanked and screamed at the children and that cheryl got the worst of it she felt as if the children had failed her in giving her that love and stability that she desperately wanted her marriage was a sham we all know it a roommate of Danny's biological father states, her children seemed like a pain in the ass to her. She felt like the kids were inferior. And she re- recalls a time when Cheryl asked if there was a gun in the house so she can shoot herself. Claiming, <laughs> my mom says I'm bad. I mean, That's what really, one of the kids said? Well, yeah. One of them little babies wants to get a hold of a gun so she can shoot herself because my, her mommy says she's bad. Oh, I thought you meant... Diane wanted to shoot herself. Oh, poor sweetheart. This next statement coming from is like major, major fucking trigger warning, guys. Wait a second. What kind of child even knows to ask for a gun to shoot themselves with? Exactly. Like, what is going on in that house? What kind of verbiage Mm -hmm. is going down? Right. That they know that they can do that. It's not the ABCs in that household. Here's the next statement, according to neighbors. What? Okay. 
So neighbors report the children have been left alone. They're hungry and they're not properly clothed. One such neighbor states that Diane yelled at Cheryl right in the presence of this neighbor, quote, you're such a bad little girl. If you don't obey mommy, then you deserve to be killed. End quote. And this I sure can get the word out. She said in this, she said this next to in her neighbor. In front of a neighbor. In front you of a neighbor. You deserve to be killed. You deserve to be killed. If I was a neighbor, I would have been like, well, um, I, excuse I me. I would have probably jacked that bitch in the jaw. My casserole's burning. I do have to go <laughs> and call the police immediately. Yeah, exactly. And that's like, the thing is like, why is nobody reporting this shit? To, like, Child Protective Services. It's the 70s. I mean, yeah, granted, you get a little bit more leeway because it was the 70s and, like, spanking was not, like, a big deal. And being a little more (laughs) um, strict on the parenting was not, like, a huge deal breaker. But it was a lot more free. The kids ran around barefoot and shit like that. But, you know... I think I would have called CPS if my neighbor said, you deserve to be killed. Yeah, that's... That's a little extreme. Mm-hmm. So, so, so now we know we're little Cheryl. Poor little Cheryl no learned all she this wants, shit. Like she wants, she she knows if she's bad, she has to die. Yeah, how fucking sad is that? That is so sad. So sad. That is like the most extreme. It's but, stupid. Ugh. I hate you, Diane Downs. So <sighs> we're she's still alive, Diane. by the way. Not for long. Now that I know. <laughs> <laughs> Let the record show. <laughs> Don't say that on the air. It just did. <laughs> In 1980, Diane began the application process to become a surrogate mother. Girl, stop. No. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. You know she ain't even eating good while she's pregnant and shit. She's probably doing drugs, Actually, too. she's in, in very good physical health. Oh, because she cares about herself. Yeah. You know, she's not a very big woman. Sounds like she has some narcissism. Mm, We'll get back to that. So after failing the psychological part of the process for becoming a surrogate the first time, she tries again and is accepted. Wait. Tell me that's a lie. I feel like you should not be able to take the psych test again. Yeah, like you could probably manipulate the results after you know what the question is. Right. Right. There's no retest. Right. right. <laughs> not on the not on the psychiatric end. <laughs> like you, you can take your SATs more than once, but not not the psychological yeah. evaluation. <laughs> she was looking for extra credit. <laughs> Golly. <laughs> Tries again and she's accepted. In nineteen eighty two she gave birth to a baby girl she named Jennifer before she relinquished her rights to the baby. So technically it wasn't like the egg and the 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 sperm joined and they put in a fetus in her. They used the man's sperm and Diane's egg. So this child is technically biologically half hers. Oh, gosh. Yeah. But she does relinquish her rights. She does the right thing so she can get a money. Because they paid her $10,000. Oh, back then, that's a lot of money. What are we up to now? Five pregnancies? Yep. We got three kids, one abortion, and the surrogacy. Diane and Steve eventually divorced. She goes through a string of men, and they all are married. They're all, and they all work with her. She works as a, she's a post postal carrier, a mail carrier. She got hoes and area codes. Yeah, 
everywhere. She's just she's having them. All she of literally them. followed her parents' footsteps. Yeah, yeah. But they're, they're just for in Lord. and out, in and out of her bed. Diane does eventually fall in love with a man by the name of Robert Knickerbocker or Nick. Mm, I love it. Sounds like a great guy. He's married. Oh, Knickerbocker. <laughs> Knickerbocker's married. <laughs> Diane only dates married men. This is, um, this one though seems to be special. She goes to the length of having his name tattooed under a rose on her body. So, oh, yeah. She's like, I love this one. This one is it. I'm wow. gonna. I hope it was his full name. Things. I, I don't know. That's a good question. I want to see this tattoo. I bet it's spelled she, wrong. <laughs> <laughs> she no, she's really did. smart, remember? She only knew him for like 10 seconds. Literally. She's like, I'm in love with you. I'm getting my your That's name. some Pete Davidson shit. <laughs> so what you'll find out is like Diane is like very like manipulative. You no know, way. Um, no, <laughs> you no, wouldn't you think. That, no, I mean that would never cross my mind ever. But anyway, she's pretty. <laughs> she's smart. People are gonna be, bend to her will. She's a hundred percent a narcissist. Oh, she's absolutely crazier than shit. Just, I don't even know how to describe it. Absolutely, balls to the walls, crazy, crazy. So, um, she convinces Nick to get this ta- this same tattoo, although. Nick refuses to get her name put on it. Well, duh. He's fucking married to somebody else, you dumbass. Right. That would be a pretty so clear... So he, he gets this rose tattoo, but no no uh, name put on it. And we'll circle back to that when the trial starts. Because it's really funny. <laughs> <laughs> so now we're up to um, the investigation. So, okay. So now we're back right, in 1983. So... Um, it was pretty immediate that Diane became the only viable suspect. Her behavior yes. was control and bizarre, even as her children lay bleeding in that brand new car of hers. Like, I don't know. I get it that there's no, like, certain way to act, but also the way she acts is completely not the way you should act. Dude, your kids just got, like, blasted in the back. Right, like, wouldn't you just be, like, freaking the fuck out? Um, yeah, I get scared when... A dog growls at my dog. Like right, she just like takes the cake on like bizarre behavior. I mean, yeah. I guess you could argue shock, but like, and I think that's what the nurses were thinking initially was like, oh, she's in shock. You know, let's not nah, even in shock. She just acts like a weirdo. I don't <laughs> even know. It doesn't even make sense where her motive is. Like, where's she getting with all this? Well, sympathy. We'll get, to, we'll, we'll get that. My children we'll died. She's a narcissist. We'll get there. You, you're onto something there. Okay. Narcissists so, are my like arch enemy. <laughs> 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 I can spot them quick. Yeah, you, you can spot them through the microphone apparently too. Yeah. <laughs> you're like nailed it. <laughs> <laughs> Prosecutor Fred um, Fred Hugi is assigned to the case. Fred and his wife do not have children and have decided that they would not have children due to their busy career lives. In Fred's initial visit to the hospital to gather information, um, Paul Alton, who is one of the investigators, remembers um, being surprised when he glanced at Fred, who had tears rolling down his face upon first seeing Christy. He says, 
It was that simple. In that moment, Fred adopted Christy and no one was going to hurt her anymore. Fred, unless they went through Fred first. Fred would work this case relentlessly until he brought the culprit to justice. Sweet like when Fred. I, when I mean he worked this case, he worked this case. He lost something like 40 pounds, had ulcers. Like, it kept him up at night. And of anytime, course it did. Anytime he wasn't investigating, he was sitting by the kids' beds. Aw. Fred. Thank Danny, you for your service, Danny Fred. Danny and Christy did survive. Oh, okay. That's good to know. Yeah. That is great news. Interviews with Diane yielded quite a lot of information she talked and 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 talked she gave every interview in town she just would not shut up she talked so much with the media and the police and really anyone would listen that she changes her story many times the other shoe drops uh-huh sometimes um, there were two assailants and they called her by name referring to her tattoo and telling her now try to get out of this bitch sometimes her ex-husband Steve was involved she even says at one point that she knows who did it and she will go get him (laughs) what? I'm gonna go get him I'm gonna go get him I'll be right back guys go on Diane (laughs) go give yourself a hug Remember, she initially reports to the receptionist that the kids are awake and laughing, but then recants and says, no, the children had not been awake. Re, you know, they've been sleeping. I wasn't just going to give this man my new car. I don't give a shit. Do you give a shit about a car? What At that point, do you give a shit about question. a car? <laughs> oh, when I my mean, children are in the backseat and yeah. there's an assailant? Why did she even stop? She had no, a choice exactly. to not stop. You have you know insurance. I mean? Or like stolen. drive away. Like you could have just like not, don't stop at all. I like, would never do, stop for anyone pass, with my kids. Go, in the car. Do not collect two hundred dollars. Yeah. Like stay the fuck away from bearded strangers on the side of the road. Yeah. With sleeping children in your car. God, she's such a work. Um, a who? She's such a work. I don't even know how to describe her at this point. <laughs> <laughs> She agrees to take the detective to the scene um, while her kids are still, like, being worked on. Like, they're not even sure if they're going to pull through at this point. Christy is, like, almost completely lifeless. They haven't told Diane yet even that Cheryl had passed away. And she's like, oh, yeah, I'll ride along with you out to the scene. No, I would never leave. Yeah. I would never leave. That's insane. No, while passing your car in, in the driveway she says help my car's okay does it have any bullet wounds in it oh or bullet god. holes in it oh my god my upholstery <laughs> what? <laughs> what is my hula girl bobblehead all right <laughs> what the fuck who the fuck cares about your car my cassettes <laughs> oh it's interesting that you should bring up cassettes because that, that'll come into play later, too. Wow. What is Diane doing? Diane is just... Is my car dying. okay? My three children are dying in that hospital, but let right. me make sure my paint job it, is intact. Yeah. 
I don't know what the hell. I mean, it's a whole ass crime scene. You're not getting your car back. So what? Yeah. (sighs) The initial interviewer states that her demeanor was flat, almost brittle. You think? So when she's told of Danny's condition, finally, when they make it back after their initial investigation of the scene, I mean, she doesn't even show any emotion in the car like she's scared going back down that road when she had just come from being shot out there. You know, you're just going to get in and be like, hey, holla. Go <laughs> so, like her, so she had a bullet wound. Yeah. Was she still rocking with said bullet wound? Yes. Did they- I would need my own medical attention, you know? They didn't give her medical attention at that point. Because they were too busy. This is a little, little tiny hospital. Like, they had to call in, like, more staff. Because there was only one doctor, two nurses, and a receptionist on duty at that time. Because we're in Iowa. (laughs) (laughs) Iowa, we're in Oregon. (laughs) (laughs) Because we're at Amber's local doctor's office. (laughs) Amber is actually the surgeon. She had to drive the ambulance there I'm, and then get out. I am the librarian, the doctor, the veterinarian, <laughs> the church pastor, the mayor. She does paint the church. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> so when Diana is told about Danny's condition, she says, quote, you mean it missed his heart? Whoa. Bitch. Look, I'm about to take my headphones out and I'm about to go find her right now. She said I was <laughs> she said I was aiming and it missed. Yeah. I missed. So um during this drive to the scene, Diane tells the detective that she should not have bought that unicorn. Unicorn? Unicorn. She apparently had bought this brass unicorn. Um detective what does it have to do searching- with anything, Diane. I d- yeah, well, We'll find out a little bit later in part two why that unicorn is so spectacular. She started fucking ourselves with it. <laughs> that unicorn home. Unicorn. So the detective searching the house of Diane Downs find it to be sparsely furnished, very little food. And a brass unicorn inscribed, Christy, Cheryl, Danny, I love you, Mom, May 13th, 1982. 82. 82. <laughs> Six days oh. before the shooting, she bought this. So she basically. Uh, it, it's a memorial, don't you think? Right. Yeah. Right. Oh, wait. It's big? It's not like a knickknack? It's like unicorn? a statue. Oh. Yeah. yeah, unicorn size of a inflatable jump house. and <laughs> It's not that big. It's like a brass unicorn like statue. It's a and- mausoleum unicorn. <laughs> <laughs> I shouldn't have bought that mausoleum. <laughs> <laughs> she sold everything in her house. That's why there's no... Jim Pex was brought in to investigate and process the car. He's a really, really well-renowned blood spatter expert, etc., so there's no gunpowder found on or around the doors and windows of the car. In fact, there's no damage to the exterior of the car at all. No blood or even smears are on the driver's side. Diane says she jumps in the driver's seat car with her bullet wound. There Wait, should be. She even got out of the car. 
she she got out of the car to talk to this stranger because she was afraid that he was going to hurt her children. So she thought it would be better to meet him in the road, you know. <laughs> so I want to get out of my vehicle where so I'm, I'm going totally to get out of my vulnerable. vehicle. And I'm going to throw my keys. keys at him. It's very, very important to note that she says she takes the keys out of the ignition. Okay. We'll I want to make it take that. as long as possible to get away. If right. He is. What, wait, why? I to, to for the children's safety, so that you know they don't bump the gear shift and start driving down the road by themselves, even though they're all asleep. That was their best shot. Yeah, so like at that point, leave leave the leave the keys in the ignition. Cheryl can just slide over to the driver's seat and fucking yeah. punch it. Yeah. <laughs> if Cheryl's asking for a gun, she knows how to use a car. Right. <laughs> exactly. Dang. Um, so yeah, there's no blood on the driver's side of the car at all. Even though Diane's got a bullet wound. No blood. None. She shot herself. That's good deductive reasoning. Of course she did. (laughs) They did obtain the casings for a twenty-two caliber weapon. Gunpowder residue was found on each quadrant of the vehicle except the driver's side. Because she, she was shot outside of the car. Huh. In the struggle. Uh Uh-huh. And I did did air quotes. Yeah. (laughs) By the bushy-haired man. By the bushy-haired stranger. There is also high-velocity blood spatter on the passenger side door outside. Uh, High-velocity what? High-velocity blood spatter. Which means somebody was shot close to that area. The, the blowback from the gun. Got it, got it, got it, got it, got it. The blowback, the initial blowback of the blood. So in her um, mind, he shot and then went around to the passenger side of the car and then shot into the car is what she's trying to say he did. What her story is, is he leans in and pow, 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 shoots all the kids. From the passenger window. Yeah, so direct, so two to the chest type stuff. Like so quickly that he was able right. to get two to the chest. But according to her story, he's leaning in through the driver's side window. Oh, I see. and she's making out with him. Yeah, she's sucking his dick. <laughs> That's something Diane would do. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, someone on the side of the road. Let me just suck him off real quick. <laughs> real, real fast. Fast food. Um, <laughs> you know, <laughs> was a little. That was a little gaggy. <laughs> Diane claims that all the children are shot inside the car, right? We said that. Um, the blood on the outside of the car is determined to be Cheryl's. So even... Oh. So far, it kind of tracks with what Diane is saying, you know, that, that somebody leans in, they're close, and they, they shoot the children, except we have Cheryl's blood on the outside of the car. I don't know. Odd. Um, the math isn't mathing. He is not mathing. <laughs> uh-uh. um, there's no Dying. blood at all found in the trunk, which is not surprising. And they pull a Duran Duran cassette tape from the tape deck. <sighs> is my Hungry by the Wolf okay? <laughs> You're going to hate me after this is over. <laughs> <laughs> 
That should be our theme song. Nope, nope, nope. <laughs> After we hear the rest of this case, we're not fucking going there at all. <laughs> they did find two guns during this initial initial search, one in the trunk of Diane's car and one at her, her residence. But neither was the gun, of course. She had a thirty eight. Of course. Of course. She had a thirty eight caliber. And Diane lets them search her house and lets them search her car. Like, they don't have to get search warrants or anything. She just signs and says, yeah, go ahead. Okay. She loves to let people come inside. I guess it would be a little fishy if she uh, said she no. She love to let people come <laughs> inside. <laughs> Thank God y'all heard me say that. Yeah, crazy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just, like, slut-shaming her this whole episode. Sorry, well, y'all. I'm I mean, a slut, too, but i If she was now. a better person, more power to her, but she's a fucking disaster. <laughs> Devoid of human... She's fucking alien. She's Mark Zuckerberg. <laughs> she has no soul. <laughs> I'm sorry, Mark. Don't sue me. She's a cooked soul. She definitely has Zuckerberg eyes. <laughs> She's dead. Yes, Zuckerberg energy for sure. Uh, eyebrows and or nose and above. Mm-hmm. Eyes and above. <laughs> he's got robot. He's got robot eyes. <laughs> so um, they did recover some bullets from Diane's house. Diane admits to owning the two guns. Countless man hours went into trying to locate the murder weapon. Like, there's so many, like, they had so many countless hours. Like, they even went to the extreme of going to, like, her old trailer house where she supposedly fired a gun into the floor because she was crazy. And she did Hmm. things like that. They crawled underneath that trailer and retrieved that slug, and it was too badly decomposed to match up with anything. Dang. That sucks. So the detectives theorized that <laughs> very good. near to the scene, a road, and this is just one of the theories of where the gun may have gone. A road near the scene was being paved the morning after the shootings. So mm. if someone to, were to have stashed a gun in the even the middle of the road, they would have paved over it, making it unfindable by metal detectors. You don't think they would have seen it? Well, if you you buried it, why? Oh, a dirt road being paved? This must have been a dirt road. It was a dirt road. If there's just a pistol, like, laying on a... Right, 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 right. No, this was a dirt road. Okay. Well, it looks like we gotta go dig up that road. (laughs) (laughs) So, if that's the case, it's already lost under it, like, layers and layers and layers of concrete. Or... That maybe it was tossed in a river because there the river was right right there. But they, I mean, they dredged the river. They went in as much as they could as far as I don't know what they do scuba dive. <laughs> scuba <laughs> dive. They went tubing <laughs> looking for it. They went tubing. <laughs> Whatever they do, they did it, and they did not find a gun. But Damn. did they check her pussy? <laughs> <laughs> Did they check her uterus? Was she pregnant with the gun? <laughs> Did they check her pussy? <laughs> At any rate, the gun wasn't found. We'll circle back to the tossing in the river scenario when we get to t- t- the trial. Steve Downs tells investigators Diane owns three guns. Hmm. And she said she only owned two. Mm-hmm. You a liar. 
one of them being a 22 caliber Ruger Mark 9 semi-automatic pistol. Dang. I have no idea what that is. She was dying in them streets. <laughs> well, it was a 22 caliber. It's consistent <laughs> with the murder weapon. Just let's put it that way. It was. It, it was. was that, that is the murder weapon. That is the murder weapon. I mean, there's no doubt about it, but where the fuck is it? We'll <laughs> never know. It's lost in the chasms of her cooch. <laughs> <laughs> the old blisters got her. Uh, that's where the blisters were, for sure. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh... It's disgusting, um, Diane. But Steve remains adamant that Diane could not shoot the children. Diane uh, asks for her diary, and it's brought to her after it has been copied. Is she in jail at this point? Not is yet. She, is she being held? Where? So where's? Where did? At, where, at this where? point, in the investigation, we're in the investigations phase. We're in like the the grand jury is thinking about whether or not we're going to arrest this woman. Oh, she's in like a, a a room with police officers or something. Yes, investigators interrogating her. Okay. Yes. and she's like, so she wants. I really diary. want my diary to write about this. Yeah, she I mean, I mean, she by all for all intents and purposes, like she pretty much just walks around all loosey goosey through this whole thing while they're de- trying to decide whether to indict her or not, indict her for murder. It's or not. like if this happened in twenty twenty two, she'd be like. I want to make a TikTok. (laughs) Excuse me. Can I have the room, please? (laughs) Let me make a TikTok about this. I mean, I I think the the interviews are pretty informal. Like, they just, you know, show up and be like, hey, let's talk. Or, you know, they swing by the house. She's she's walking around. She goes back to work. So, I mean, this investigation took a while. And there's a reason why this investigation took a while. There's not a lot of physical evidence to begin with. But the circumstantial evidence will add up. Got it. And we're also waiting for something else to happen so that they can arrest her. So, watching um, you, (sighs) Got my eyes on you. Oh, also there's no gun residues. Or blood spatter found on Diane herself, except for some small droplets, which is honky. But the nurse in the nurse in the ER does recall that Diane used the restroom almost immediately after she got there, and was in there for a little bit. She washed it off. So yeah, if she had (laughs) gunpowder residue on her hands, or I mean. Even if she was wearing gloves, whatever, you're not going to find gunpowder residue on her hands. I mean, that's You'd think just... it'd be all over her clothes because she was so close when she shot right. the shots. Right. Unless, did she think ahead and be like, bring a change of clothes? If she thought far enough to head to buy a unicorn mausoleum with her children's yeah. name inscripted on it, I'm pretty sure she exactly. bought a spare, a spare yeah. murder outfit. A, a spare yeah. murder, murder change. Post-murder apparel. So in her journal, she writes to this Nick obsessively. She rarely mentions the kids. Um, One entry was very different, though. She writes that she loves her children even more than Nick. It is known after they interrogate uh, Mr. Knickerbocker that he did not want to be a father. His name is Nick Knickerbocker? No, his last name's Knickerbocker. She calls him Nick. Oh. Yeah. (laughs) Wow. 
gonna say that's some serious Iowa shit. Excuse me. (laughs) (laughs) You're allowed to. You're allowed to hate on LA. Okay. Fuck (laughs) LA. I've been there. Y'all were like, I've been holding back this whole time. It smells like pee. I don't know. I've never been there. I can't. You don't want to go. You don't want to go. I don't want to do it. No, I have no reason to go. There's no reason. There's nothing out there. We do have a Knickerbocker hotel here, though. Diane would love it. You can enjoy that yourself. (laughs) Um, So it was known after they interrogate um, Nick that he did not want to be a father. Diane reassures him that he did not have to and to have anything to do with the children. Nick describes his on-again, off-again affair with Diane to be that he, like, never really loved her, but he was, like, manipulated into, like, staying with her with all her weirdness. I can see that. Um, Yeah. Um, To the point that, like, he did separate from his wife for a period of time. Dang. She got him that bad? Yeah. And Diane, Diane asked Pussy him to power. move to Oregon. So she had just moved to Oregon. Or, it's, not, yeah. it's not looking good. It's not looking good. For it's Diane. One plus one is equal in four in this. It's not good. It's not, it's not good. That's not good at all. So she she asks um, him to move to Oregon with her. Um, she decides to go ahead and move to Oregon in hopes that he'll follow her there. She... Uh, where did I go here? Girls listening, don't Continue. do that. Don't do no. that. Oh, God. She Please continues don't. to send him packages and, like, writing to him daily, like, sending letters to him daily. Um, packages, travel back and forth to Phoenix to talk with him. Um, Nick also relates that Diane did own a twenty-two target, tar- target pistol, and he had seen it. The police ask when... And he says the night before she left for Oregon. Is when so she bought it? Is when or is it when he saw he it? He last saw it. It it was in the trunk. It was in the trunk of her car when she left for Oregon. Dang. So was coming out with all the info. He, so he's scared for his wife now because they eventually get back together. And uh, saying that if she gets away with this. She will come after us next. The three, the three of, us. of us. Oh, us? He'll come after us next. <laughs> <laughs> she'll, she'll get us. Um, he would later does. take time. Oh, my God. <laughs> That's not even funny because, like, later on down the road, she escapes from fucking prison. Full on, <sighs> scales, the barbed wire. Just yeah. I'm the out. closest one to her. Girl is wild. And <laughs> I have shamed her the most. <laughs> I, do, I don't think you're alone in shaming her. I think, like, pretty much most of the United States has shamed her. She's probably changed her name. No. She's still giving fucking interviews from prison. Okay. She's a disgusting piece of shit. We're giving away too much of the story too soon. Yeah, you need to stop. So, investigators continued to feel Diane's story as hanky and didn't wash. No shit. <laughs> They developed theories to play devil's advocate and see if they could get Diane's story to work. It, it just didn't. Diane's own sister believes that she did it. The case against Diane was proving pretty difficult because, there, like I said, there was like no real hard evidence. Just, you know, 
her own ramblings and some circumstantial evidence and there was no murder weapon, but it's getting stronger. So back to those bullets in Diane's home. Ballistics testing indicated that they were consistent as being worked through a 22 caliber semi-automatic. So like she took the bullets and worked them through the gun. Like, you know, like you put yeah. it in and eject it and put it in and eject it. Mm-hmm. And it's like, yeah, I know. <laughs> I know what you're like, talking about. I've never. No, my bad. <laughs> <laughs> also, the casings of the scene and the bullets in her home were stamped with either C or U. And that was a match with the bullets recovered from the children. So, but, I mean, there is a lot of those out there. So, we, so, so like, you know, like when I'm talking about the extractor markings, they're specific to each weapon. So, like, if she ran ran those bullets through that 22 caliber. Yeah. I, it's like a fingerprint. So, when you work a bullet through a gun, it gets these like little extractor marks on it yeah it's like a paper trail so she Mm. worked these these bullets through that gun and they matched the extractor markings matched the bullets recovered from the children she's smart but she ain't that smart no she ain't that smart good but you're not great diane (laughs) (laughs) the pressure on fred hugie to issue an arrest warrant was mounting Obviously, everybody wants Diane behind fucking bars at this point. But he insisted on following every lead. He could not fail these kids. It should be noted that the children were put into protective custody um, shortly after Diane was named as uh, the main suspect. Coincidentally, even though Diane and Fred were often in the children's room at the same time, they only ever spoke once. Walking down the corridor, Diane says to him, Quote, I'm getting stronger and stronger and stronger, and I'm going to beat this. Mm. Her brain playing big games on her. Big games. The ultimate game. Did y'all just hear my throat gurgle? No. Mm -mm. Oh, my God. Thank goodness. The thing about it is Christy, too, was getting stronger and stronger and stronger. Despite all of her challenges, she was gaining trust with her foster family and her therapists. Early on, in fact, her remarkable recall recounts being hit by Diane and accurately describes two guns in the trunk of the red car the night of the shooting put there by quote-unquote mom. Mm -hmm. Eventually, she is introduced to Fred Hughie, and they begin to, you know, form a little bit of a bond and gain trust because he will eventually be interrogating her on the stand. Although, you know, Fred is already bonded with her. I mean, he's like... Fred's, Fred's a good man. I love Fred. We love Fred. Um, the team Fred. The one thing the state has going for them is they have a reliable eyewitness. Not the shaggy-haired man. No, no. Poor little Christy's going to have to get up there. And point Come on, girl. Christy. You can do this, girl. How, yeah. old, how old was she at this time? She would have been eight. It's yeah. pretty good age. It's pretty solid age eight. to trust a kid when they're talking. It. Yeah, but she's she suffered a stroke. Christy did? Christy suffered a stroke. Ugh. So um, she lost a lot of her speech and the use of her arm. 
but um, like her speech was, she was working on her speech. It's, it's still kind of garbled and whatnot, but. Um, so, was there brain damage with the stroke? A little bit, um, but she, like right off the bat, she starts recalling, like as soon as she can start putting like two and two together, you know, that oh, these yeah. are people I can trust. I mean, I she starts you. talking she's and she's trying she's got, to out this bitch. She's incredibly intelligent. Like mm-hmm. an incredibly intelligent kid. This is the reason why the, that Fred Hugie decided not to press charges right away. He's like, let's wait and see. Christy's not ready yet. Christy's not ready yet. Oh, so he was giving her time to heal. Yep. So he could get the full story. Yep. <sighs> Christy, we're all counting on you. Right. So the investigation ironically lasted nine months. Uh, oh my gosh. Yeah. Of course it did. Gross. What a fucking symmetry. I wonder if she loved being pregnant with that one. Right. <laughs> no. Pregnant <laughs> with justice. Pregnant with justice. <laughs> she was eventually arrested on February 28th, 1984. Great guys. Oh. Showing her baby bump. What? Lord have mercy. What? Who forked her? Girl gets pregnant well, during this nine-month period. From She's fucking the judge. <laughs> she's fucking the judge. <laughs> who, who is it? Who's the poor soul? We don't know. No. But girl, girl's pregnant because she knew it was coming down the pipe. So what? what do you think? She probably just thought... I'm, I'm going to get a lesser punishment if I'm pregnant. Yeah, I'm going to look like I'm this helpless, tiny... Innocent pregnant woman. Yeah. Yeah. Who it would, did it, she fuck? But it, Where? Nobody can knows. They not, can they not trace her pregnancy record? Apparently not. Fucking 70s, bro. It's HIPAA, man. It's HIPAA. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure when murder's involved, HIPAA's out the window. Order those things. (laughs) So that's the end of episode one. Bum bum bum. So we're waiting. Pregnant. You're gonna leave me right there. I'm gonna leave you right there. We're waiting on Christy to heal so she can. Waiting on Christy to heal. Yep. Testify against her mother. Testify against her mother. I wish the new baby could testify. And all the, all of the craziness that ensues there. I love a good trial. Dang, I love a good. And we'll we'll tie up some loose ends. Like don't don't hate tie them tighter than Steve's vasectomy, please. (laughs) (laughs) I kind of do hate you for leaving me with a healing Christy. Yeah, I'm sorry. I want to know what she has to she, say. She, she went through that, though. She went through, I will tell you that she went while working with um, one of her therapists. They came up with this, like, um, simulation car, like, in the basement of her foster parents' house with two couches. And she's like, no, they have to be pushed together. So it's like a car. And then they had these three dolls that represented Cheryl, Christy, and Danny. And she put them in the exact position that they were the night of the shooting. The therapist has her play Diane. Or play the shooter. She doesn't even say Diane. And she accurately 
leans down like she's looking in and leans across the driver's side, arm over the back seat, shoots the kids in the back. Did they so turn she did do that. Oh God! Before the trial started, I don't even want to. Had Christy reenact the shooting? Christy reenact the shooting before because I don't know if they. It was like a test to see how reliable her memory was. Like I feel terrible that she has to be the one. Yeah. That, that you know that. I mean, there's obviously evidence because Diane talks herself into a fucking corner every left turn. But mm-hmm. well, what about the other kid? Was he not old enough to not? He's not old enough. He was only three at the time of the shooting. So nine months, you know, he's not even four yet. That's terrible. So he's just not a reliable asset. A three-year-old wow. can't even really talk the best either. Like, no. tell a story. Right. right. Uh, he probably buried that deep, 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 deep within himself somewhere. Right. Well, and he was sleeping at the time. Oh, God. <sighs> so we'll get into what Christy says later. I'll give you a wait little, for part two. Uh, I'll give a little bit of a teaser about Christy's testimony. Um that Christy and Cheryl were awake when they were shot. Okay. Oh, man. Danny well, now our musical guest, Duran Duran. <laughs> Girl, don't even. I can't. I, <laughs> it used to be one of my, like, go-to songs, and I can't even listen to it anymore. I just It makes me want to vomit and after I'm this case. hungry like the wolf. And I'm saying that's not good. <laughs> it is yeah. very not good. You're <laughs> gonna, you're gonna, if you have a copy of that, uh, obviously, probably you don't anymore. We a, don't copy a copy, a copy, like a CD of Duran Duran, "Hungry Like a Wolf." Throw it away, burn it, throw it in the <laughs> devil's pit. In the devil's Dang. pit. Yeah, yeah. I'm a shithead. And we'll also have a YouTube. You need an app for me to help with that. I do. (laughs) (laughs) A true crime podcast where we talk about all things true crime, super freaky incidents, unexplained events, paranormal activity, and all things that are just generally not not that good. (laughs) Not very good at all. Pretty pretty stink. Well, Amber, you did a great job, and I cannot wait for part two. Me either. I really got to know how little sweet Christy takes down Mrs. Diane. Down. 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 So you guys tune back in for part two. You can follow us on our socials at That's Not Good, a true crime podcast on Facebook and Instagram. And we have a TikTok is at That's Not Good podcast. It's run by Diane. <laughs> it's not run by Diane. <laughs> it's run by a ghost, actually. <laughs> it's run by Diane from her interrogation room. <laughs> it's Diane's diary. <laughs> you guys can also find us on Patreon if you want to donate. That would be helpful. Yeah. Make we, it rain. Make it give us. Make it hail. Money. 
Give us no. all of your money so we can actually oh, okay. see each other for the first time yeah, in years. Yeah, we like to fly across the country to see each other. And we also need better microphones. And our Patreons will be getting their episodes a day early. Okay, Hell guys. Yeah. We'll see you next week for part two of Diane Downs. Old dirty Diane dirty. Dead Eyes Beach. Dead Eyes. Bye. Bye. Peace.